My name's Sarah Frick, and you're listening to Are You For Real? A podcast all about being real. Like, really real, not just cute Instagram real. Like, real. Welcome back to Are You For Real? with Sarah Frick. It has been a long hiatus, and we have really missed you guys. And we've also been taking a pause with the rest of the world and just kind of um, taking stock of our life and what we're doing and how we're doing it. And, you know, to be myself and honest and transparent, definitely didn't have a whole lot to say, was feeling a little uninspired and um, that's okay. Just needed to like chill out, take a pause. And now we're coming back and I couldn't think of anyone better to have on my show than my ride or die, my COVID Karen Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Carter's coming on because one of the last podcasts that we did before this all happened was Carter interviewing me. And I thought it would be really fun just to ask Carter some questions to to have conversation and just to, I don't know, share, share the love that is Carter. She is, um, she's my dear. She's like my, my best friend, work wife, baby. Cause she's 10 years younger than me. And I like to remind her and drives her nuts. (laughs) Um, so first, can we have your full name? My full name is Carter Boardman Foxworth, formerly Carter Burdell Boardman. Mm-hmm. Carta. Carta. <laughs> People call me Cardi. Cardi is what my kids call her. She's like their aunt. Aunt. They love her so much. Cardi. Um, so, Carter, let's uh, just get a tiny little bit of background on you. Um, tell us about where you're from. I'm from Augusta, Georgia. I went to school in Augusta until college. And, um, I went to the college of Charleston and after going to college here, I decided to move to New York after doing internships there in the summer and, um, just was really where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And I wanted that energy. I wanted to live in a city. So I moved there. So good thing you did it then. (laughs) So good thing I did it then because my sister is living there in my old apartment right now and she is actually living here. So, yeah. but, um, so I interned for Stuart Weitzman when I was a junior in college and a week before graduation, my boss emailed me and said, the stars have aligned. I'm firing my former assistant and I'm hiring you. And I was like, oh, perfect. What a killer job to have out of college. It was good. Um, and I didn't have a job and I was looking for a job and it kind of just worked out perfectly. So I went back and, um, worked with her on the PR team. I was the PR assistant and then the PR coordinator and then the PR manager. And then finally got into my final role there before I moved back here, which was the manager of VIP and VIP relations and events or something which basically was I, um, anytime you like pick up an us weekly and you see Gigi Hadid wearing shoes and they tell you where the shoes are so you can go buy them. That was all stuff I was doing. So I was working with the stylist to get the shoes on the girls and then also working to get press on it. Um, and in tandem with that, I did all the global events for them. So any big major celebrity driven events to get press, um, in New York, London, Milan, LA, a lot in LA. And do you have like, um, I'm, I know a story you told me once and I don't know if you want to share names or anything, but 
from the like um, what's like the craziest thing that uh is it the one when i saw what's her name's when i was in giselle's crotch basically <laughs> no it's another one but <laughs> that's a good one too so you can tell that one first <laughs> so we were on um the ad campaign shoot and giselle was the model and she I was, is like gorgeous in person Gorgeous, so calm. We sit down for lunch. We're with Mario Testino, who's like one of the world's most famous photographers. And we're all sitting down for lunch and my team and her. And um, she, they served us some delicious lunch. We're all like eating our salad, trying to be really good. She eats her salad, eats her fish, eats whatever. And then they're like, and who wants dessert? And, you know, uh, we're all like, no, obviously you don't eat dessert on a set of an <laughs> ad campaign. And um, Giselle was like, yeah, I'll have the cheesecake. I was like, oh. Fuck you. <laughs> You're like, I'll have what she's Fine. having. <laughs> so we're in, so we're getting her all styled and she needed help buckling her shoe. I'll never forget this. And I guess, um, Susan Duffy, the former CMO, I don't know where she was. Cause I, you know, or Haley who worked for her, who's my best friend, shout out to Haley. One of them would have probably buckled her shoe, but I was there. So I took the opportunity. <laughs> she was wearing, and I was like, Oh, I got your shoe, Giselle. And she's wearing like a robe. So when I, been down to buckle her shoe all of a sudden my face was in her <laughs> vag nice. which was kind of nice you yeah know? so that's a good one I don't know what what story which one are you thinking about um the, the story about Kate Moss oh yeah Meh. well we'll like Kate she's wild okay she's wild okay we'll move on <laughs> moving Kate's right as wild in real life as you think Actually, a lot of celebrities are. Yeah. So they're people just like us. Who are we to judge? Just like you, Sarah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shh. This isn't about me. This is about you. All right. So you were in New York. Yes. And then you met Foxy. And then I met Foxy. Um, her husband's name is Foxy Foxworth. If you don't know him, he is amazing. Number 90, South Carolina football. Every time Go Carter Gamecocks. has a few drinks, she likes to talk about Foxy playing football. <laughs> <laughs> um, and okay, so you met Foxy at... So I met Foxy New Year's Eve at a fish show before the show at a bar through mutual friends. Um, I immediately texted my friend in the bathroom at the show and said, I met my husband. We're getting married. She was like, calm down. You think that about everyone. You just really want to meet the one like relax. But here we are. So I was right. Um, (laughs) And we we dated long distance for two years. And then I decided to move back to Charleston where he is from and was living it worked out perfect for me. My family comes here. My mom has a business here. I'd always wanted to move back. Well, I didn't always want to move back South, but once I turned 25 and started coming to my senses, I realized, okay, yep. My mom was right. I want to move back South. And I was trying to figure out what to do here. I was really, and I'd fallen in love with boutique fitness while being in New York and, um, spending a lot of time in LA but didn't, and I, so I thought, oh, maybe I could open a studio here, but I didn't know anything about that. So I just went back to my marketing roots and started doing some freelancing and, um, kind of just here we are now. So before, so you used to take my class all the time. Yeah. Did you take my class in college? I took your class in college. Okay. And then you left. I, in college I was, I went through this crazy breakup horrible breakup. And I was like, I'm going to take a yoga class for the semester. And I can't remember the teacher's name, but was it skip? Skip. Skip. Yep. <laughs> you just yes. retired. And really? Uh-huh. And I, I was like, I actually kind of like yoga. So I started going to CPY and started taking classes there and was like, Oh, this can help me in more ways than just a workout. And so got really into it there. Yeah. 
And then you left and you came back. And I remember, I remember when I was at my old studio in Mount Pleasant, Carter would always be like 30 minutes early. Always, everywhere I go. Um, which I love. I love about her. And she would come and sit and talk to me and like talk to me a little bit before class. And then mm-hmm. you'd always like get that back center spot. Always. And, um, but I didn't know anything about her. I didn't know what you did really. And then one day you came in and I, you had a ring on your finger and I was like, I didn't know you had a boyfriend. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you're engaged. I just, I don't know. Yeah. And then we, when I decided to leave my other studio, Carter was like, I'd really love to help you with your brand. And I mean, the rest is just motherfucking history. And here we are. It is beautiful history. So, I was like, Sarah, how are you going to do all these things? She was like, wait, what do you mean? A website? I don't know. Yeah. Seriously. Thank God. So it's evolved. So let's talk about that a little bit because I think that that is something that um, you have done you have done such an epic job with, and we get comments on that all the time that like, you know, the evolution of boutique fitness. And it's so interesting to like even say that right now, because we're in such a transient time anyway, who knows where it's going to be in a year, but up until the fucking pandemic, the evolution of boutique fitness really was trending in with a more branded presence. Right. Um, and like, I, I, it's so interesting, like for me as someone who is like a big picture person and Carter's such a creative too, but we're like creative in so different, such different ways. Like she can like see my work, be in the room, kind of get my personality and literally like bring it into reality. So like, have you, like, how does that work in your brain? People ask me that all the time. They're like, how is Carter's 29? She'll be 30 next month. Mm -hmm. But like, she's literally like old soul, super smart, like insane work ethic. Like where, what, how does your brain work? Like, well, and you're organized. I am organized. Which just is, blows my mind as well. (laughs) (laughs) I think that with branding, you know, you start by thinking, uh, I've been in your classes so many times before. So I kind of knew an idea of what your message was and what you wanted to get across, which is more than just coming to the room and sweating and you know if you want to just work out you can go to a gym Mm -hmm. so this has to be more than that it needs to be or it had to be a lifestyle brand so what you know what can you do on social media which is the main platform now specifically Instagram and what can you do at the space to make it feel super branded and make people make it's not just about the class it's about everything you know it's about the experience the the total experience and even how you feel from when you walk in the door how if you're on streaming how you feel or if you you know we want it to be consistent across we the board we have a scent we have a scent a signature <laughs> we have scent. a signature scent that gets a little muffled with um all the sweatiness but yeah. you know and i don't i mean i don't even really know how to describe how my brain works but i i think maybe a lot of it helps that i think I am one of the target demographics demographics for us. And so what would I want to see and how can I speak to that? And I'm not a teacher. So I think that that also helps in my job because I'm really speaking to people that aren't teachers and, you know, what would I want to see if I was coming to those classes and, you know, what value do I want to be added on social media? How would I feel inspired? Mm -hmm. And so then I can take what y'all are all teaching and preaching in the room and translate that into everything we do Mm -hmm. from the emails to the, you know, everything. Yes. And you do a great job with that. Thank you. You do. You really do. And it's interesting, you know, with like, just to be relevant and to be real, like with the world in the state that it is like one challenge that Carter and I have been talking about and coming up against a lot is like, it's one thing to be relevant to like her and I, right. Who are like fitness people, 
um, you know, white females who spend money on fitness. And now we have this whole other conversation that we're, we're opening our eyes to and we're, we're privy to. And it's something that, you know, as like a marketer and a brander, I know that that's something that we keep coming into and saying, mm-hmm. like, we don't want to like tokenize, like we don't want to say, well, let's, you know, put a black woman on there exactly. or put, um, you know, a man on there or just because that's what the world wants us to do right now. And it's not that we don't want to invite that in, but that's something that we have been and working on. And we've talked on. about that from, you know, day, from our first photo shoot, because in marketing and from a lot of previous marketing jobs, people, clients will say, oh, I want to get a black person. And I want, and it's like, do you, is that, do you just want to do that to look good? Or are you right. doing that because you really want to do that? And that really is represent, representative, to, to representative, representative excuse me, <laughs> of your brand. Yeah. So and we want to show the real, you know, the real thing. And we're you know, doing the best we can right now with that. But we are, we've had a lot of conversations recently about how to really show what we're doing. And to through. cultivate relationships. Right. You know, and bring in new people and. Yep. And I, and I think like, I don't want for that to be like a touchy subject either, because I think it's such an important conversation to have these conversations that are, that are hard, that we don't know the answer to. And it's like in these conversations, we start to generate like a more authentic voice as well. Exactly. And to invite that kind of, that kind of, the word's not vibe, but like that, you know, we want it to be inclusive and we can see areas and I can see areas in my own life and in my own teaching and my own practice where I've been so tunnel vision, like I only know one thing and that's the thing I'm going to do. And now it's like, I feel like the doors have been blown off and I think it gives us a lot of opportunity in a really great way. And, um, something exciting that Carter and I decided to do when, you know, the whole world's ending and it's going into a recession is to open another business. (laughs) So (laughs) with this, so go ahead, Cardi. So Sarah and I, and this kind of all goes back to the boutique fitness thing. And I love the works and Sarah and I have been chatting for a while now about how, you know, what, how we could take something to the next level together and she'll keep her works baby as it is here. So we are opening a spin studio, which some of you might already know, the work cycle, and it's going to be right near us downtown. And it's just a great way to grow the brand and offer something to more people because a lot of, I know a lot of men are scared to come in our rooms, but don't be because the ones that are, are beast. Yeah. But I think- What's a up, lot Aaron? Of, What's up, Baker? Foxy. <laughs> Foxy. But I think that, I mean, a lot of men and a lot of women and all different types of people that we want them to learn more about the works brand and come into these rooms and maybe cycling is a better entry for them. So I think that this will be a great um, growth, whatever, for us. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I really do. And, you know, it's, not, we're definitely scared and we lose sleep and it's COVID. But, I've always lost sleep though. Yeah. I mean, you don't sleep. Yeah. I don't sleep. It's weird. Van. Um, yeah. My kids, they don't really like to sleep either that much, but like not to def- deviate too far off of uh, my, my question list, but mm-hmm. I, I like, I think that, you know, if we don't do it, somebody else will. And that's always been my motto with business. Exactly. Um, and it doesn't mean that it's not like hard work and it doesn't mean you don't take risks and doesn't mean you don't fail, you right. know, but I do think that there is a lot of, there's a lot of lessons. There's a lot of beauty in breakdown and, you know, we'll learn and grow and hopefully it'll be every super day. successful. Yes. We have learned that spin bikes are very expensive. Very expensive. I'm learning shoes. that everything is very expensive. So yeah, 
I um, have a lot of respect for you. I mean, I already did, but it's a big risk to take. So it is a big risk to take. Um, Okay. So with that said, let's see Um, what, these are some questions people asked. What rude, what is your least (laughs) and most favorite thing about working with Sarah? (laughs) Hmm. Be honest. I'm trying to think of my least. Um, Oh, I know what it is, but go ahead. My my most favorite thing about working with Sarah, we'll start with the favorite, okay. is that we real somehow we it's e- it's not easy obviously, but our work isn't easy, but we can really um, answer each other's questions, think the same things. She gives me the freedom to do whatever I want, which I think a lot of uh, bosses do not do, and then you feel creatively stuck, and that you're always trying to do exactly what they want. She trusts me, and so it kind of works. And I think we've built a really good trust together through that. Mm-hmm. And then the least, I mean, what? You're disorganized. You're messy. You're off brand sometimes. You <laughs> don't oh. always listen to what I say. <laughs> you put weird filters on your photos. <laughs> <laughs> she really hates that, but I don't care. I love it. What were you going to say? That I jumped the gun. Oh, but I'm but, like, okay, guys, we're going to do a little bit. I was like, just chill the fuck out. Okay, but I used to be like that a lot, but I feel like now I'm learning that it's okay and just to go with it. Yeah. Which I is just, good. Yeah. And it, it works. And I that's mean, okay. Like, I know that I've, I'm like, I go from zero to 60. But I used to think too much about everything and want it to be so calculated out, maybe just from previous jobs. I think and I'm a pretty past. casual person. It's working now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're cash. I'm very casual. Very. Sometimes too casual. Right. Um, I'm like, do you want the report on this? She's like, well, nah, fuck it. <laughs> All right. Um, and okay. Question. From someone else. Okay. Do you ever feel burned out from doing the same workout over and over? And if so, how do you keep it fresh in your body? Because for those of you that don't know Carter, Carter is a gorgeous woman. She's super strong. And her and I have worked out every day, literally almost every day for four months. Since March 16th. Yeah. And your body like just looks, it looks lean and healthy and happy and you just better. You you like, yeah. I feel better. I don't mean it looks better, but I feel better. It's okay to say it looks better. It looks better. Um, it didn't look and bad. I th- and I was working out the same before every day at the works. But I think that through COVID and being Sarah's body for the Zoom, so people have someone to watch so she can teach, that I have, I wanted it to be perfect for everyone. So if they're watching that they're doing it right. And then- And you mean, she means perfect as in her form. Form, yeah. My, yeah. Yeah, perfect form for everyone. So if they were watching me that they weren't doing their form wrong. So I really had to be like, okay, you actually have to listen to the cues Whereas in classes before, I was just, you know, you just kind of do. I've noticed you've slowed down so much. Like, I remember when we first opened, and it didn't bother me because I'm so used to teaching with some people, but you would move so fast. Right. Because that's what a lot of people do. And right. it wasn't bad. It was just like, but now that you've, like, literally slowed down, like, two breaths, like, you're more in your breath. Yes. And if you listen to, if you go with what she's saying, like, we all know what's coming next if you come to class a lot. But if you really listen to what the instructor is saying and go with that, then you're going to be more engaged. Listen. Y'all, please, so she doesn't have to say slow down every class. Slow the fuck down. (laughs) But you will feel it better in your body. And if you're not, then we've said this a bunch, but reach out because it's don't waste your hour of your day. I mean, you want to get the most out of it. And I think that has kept it fresh for me. And I don't really I don't feel burnout, but I mean, I I sometimes I take a rest day. I always take a rest day on sun- Sundays, but sometimes I take a rest day on Fridays. She rests with God. I rest with God. <laughs> I need to go to church, Shalom. but you can't. Um, 
so yeah, I don't, I don't feel burnout. No. Um, so when was I going to say, well, one thing too, I think that like Carter and I both kind of vibe on the same wavelength as is like, and I've learned this from you too, just like kind of forecasting trends a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I know when we reopen the studio, um, even though we're on, um, like a minimal, whatever, like only a certain amount of people can come into the room. Capacity. I, a minimal capacity. You didn't know. What was that word you didn't know? Representa- representative? No, no, no. <laughs> words. Um, words, numbers. Um, that we wanted to do it fresh. And so we added two new classes to right. our um, our lineup, mm-hmm. which I think is such a good way. Like, I think I, I always want to be in the vein and of the work of vinyasa yoga, like flow. But with that, we can do different things to keep things... Exciting for everyone. Yeah, exciting. And also, like, you know, things shift, things change. Like, it's fun to throw in a, a band every once in a while or a weight or... And when you see it's working, yeah, then you're like, okay, yeah, I really want to keep so doing So what that. would you tell someone who was really intimidated By to come? And maybe not even intim- like intimidated because they look different, intimidated because they don't have the fitness level, um, the whole shebang. I... I I can remember coming, moving back from New York and getting back into yoga and I couldn't find anywhere there that I loved as much, which is such a testament to what you've created. But I, um, was like, Oh, I don't remember how to do everything, but just no, no one's watching you in the room. Mm -hmm. And except for your teacher. (laughs) Well, yes, except for your teacher to make sure that you're safe, but nobody else is looking at what you're doing. It's all about what you're doing. And it's just like, I, my mom loves that they say this at spin classes. This is your ride. And it's, I mean, it's your practice on your mat. No one else is looking. Yes, the lights are on, but it's okay. And after, you know, give yourself five times and you're going to start to feel better and then give yourself a couple more times and you start to feel better. And it always, you know, you feel more comfortable and it doesn't get easier because it's always super hard, but you get more comfortable in your practice. And if you're too intimidated to come to the room for the first few times, we have some free workouts on the Instagram and there's some on our YouTube or you could do a month of streaming and practice to learn what the hell is a down dog or what's a chaturanga or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause I know that can be super intimidating for people, mm-hmm. but it's not just, it's not your traditional yoga either for anyone who hasn't come. And I think that there's a lot of elements of fitness in that class. That's, op- that's really there for everyone. Yeah. Um, okay. How has fitness changed your life? I fitness for me, start. I was living in New York. I was going through just a rough time. I was mean to a lot of people that I care a lot about because hurt people hurt people. And I was like, I have to change this. What could I do? So I started working out and I started to feel a lot better. And then I started eating better and I felt a lot, but you know, if you work on yourself, you're going to feel better in, in all of your life. But I think that fitness really did that for me and got me focusing on myself. This is the one thing I can do for me a day. And then you're obviously go out to be a better person for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, that would be, you know, fitness has changed my life in a lot of ways, but that would be the main one. Yeah. And like, this is just me kind of asking questions and I know you and I talk about it. Like, what about those days where you're like, I don't want to do it. And I'm not talking like an off day, like a day, you know, you're going to go because this happens to people all the time. Right. So what is it that like gets you in there? Get up, put on my favorite. It really does. I'm not just saying this. It really helps me to put on my favorite workout outfit. And Carter loves a matching set. I love a matching set. And just try to think about the way you're going to feel after. And if you feel like. Pay it forward. Yeah. If you feel like shit that day, well, 
okay, you know that working out is going to make you feel better. There's so many days I'm like, ugh, I do not want to work out same, today. Same, but same, it's same, like, same. oh, I'm also, you know, in a fight with my husband or I'm upset about this or, and you know that that's going to help it and you leave that room feeling better with a clear head and I think then you can go out and do whatever you need to do that day with work or whatever. Your relationships, you're going to feel better. So just try to remember that. And once you get going and the music's on, at least for me, it's like, it's fun. And the hardest part is getting there for me. And I never, I always say this, but I never regret leaving. When I leave the room, I'm never like, oh shit, I just worked out. That's never right. Like it's done. And if anyone has ever regretted a workout, message us because I'm curious. Don't because I can't refund you right now. I don't have any money. (laughs) Um, But you know, I think too, like ultimately for me, just to kind of answer the same question is like, if we work on ourselves and we feel better, we want to go out in the world and share that same strength as well. You know, it's like if we're, if I feel elevated and I feel empowered, I want to go out and like bring that same energy and we all know the energy that we bring when we're feeling like shit. Yeah, totally. And so, and I mean, I think I've said this before on this podcast. I know I've said it in the room before, but Alexandra Roxo said this. She was like, who wants to save the rainforest when they feel like shit about themselves? Right. Right. So no it's one. like, it's not a selfish thing to take care of yourself when in turn that like, there is like, uh, like a reciprocity in taking that back into the world. Um, so let's see. What's a normal day look like for you? Princess Eloise Carter wakes up and there is <laughs> birds chirping in her ears. She wakes up in a fluffy white bed and I'm not kidding. She has a robe. Co- Foxy brought, probably brings her like a tofu scramble and a, <laughs> an espresso. Ma'am. Ma'am. Um, you know, not far off <laughs> except for the tofu scramble, maybe a celery juice. Um, a normal day for me is, well, I don't have any children yet, so it is pretty peaceful. I wake up, I like, I try to give myself a little bit of time for a morning routine because I think a morning routine is crucial. And if you don't have one, get one. There's this awesome book called My Morning Routine and it goes through all these successful people's morning routines. And it's so interesting to me because it really does set up your whole day. So, you know, if you wake up, God, that makes so much sense. It's like waking up late for school. I can remember if I woke up late for school, I would be in a panic. I'd be screaming at my mom, screaming at my dad. I'd be so anxious and nervous. I'm like Janis Joplin coming off stage in the morning. Yeah. Like I get in my car and I'm like, does anyone have a hair tie? So (laughs) yeah, literally. So my ideal morning would be wake up, at six, but you know, recently it's been more like six thirty or whatever. You crazy thing! I am wild. <laughs> Wake up, um, come in the kitchen, get my coffee, wash my face. I try to drink. I'll get really specific here. I try to drink uh, room temperature lemon water first before my coffee. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it doesn't always happen. I get my coffee, uh, wash my face, brush my teeth, put on my workout outfit because normally I'm going straight to the studio. Um, actually I always am, even if I'm going to have meetings or something where I need to be dressed normally, I'll work out first. Cause I like to work out in the morning, but Same. whenever you can get it in, you can get it in. But I just find I can focus better throughout the day. Um, she also likes to start, to, she likes to start drinking at like one. So yeah, I like to, I normally <laughs> like to have my tequila around She two. takes her lunch meetings with tequila. I'm trying to get better. I skipped one part. I'm trying to get better about not normally I wake up and immediately check my phone, check, you know, the six Instagram accounts I manage and then check all my emails, but then I'm just anxious. So I'm trying to be better, but I'm not that great. And then I go down to the studio. So it's a pretty easy morning. My bags, I pack them the night before mm-hmm. for whatever I need for the next That's day. So smart. And then they're by the door and I'm ready to go. Do you pack your lunch the night before? I 
it right now I'm on a kick of like throwing in a bunch of snacks, like a grapefruit, a smoothie. So that I don't do the night before. Just like a grapefruit, a banana, a date. <laughs> yeah, I'm into like, you know, <laughs> no, like a bar, please. You know, you I know, know I eat a yeah, lot. We like to eat. We like to eat. So yeah, that's my morning routine. Get a routine and stick to it. And what was that book called? I need that. My morning routine. I- you can borrow it. Okay, I need it on audio. Let's be real. Okay, my morning routine. Okay. Um, okay, you, you kind of explained. So people ask how you and Foxy met, which you explained. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, is Sarah really as great as people think? <laughs> These people, they wow. think. I know. She is really great. Oh, you don't have to say that. No, and she's genuine and real. And I think that, because I can... I can speak to looking at you prior to knowing you just from following you in the fitness when I was going to your classes and in the fitness industry. And I mean, she's not, she's not like, she doesn't go home and do all these things that she doesn't show you. She's being, it's not fake. It's real. Yeah. She's great. Blah, blah. Do you think I'd spend (laughs) all my time with her if she wasn't great? For better or worse. Um, Okay. So tell us, um, all right, a few things. What's the craziest thing you've ever done at an airport? <laughs> what was the worst morning of your life when you did not have a morning routine? Oh, man, I did not have a morning routine. I went back to visit. I tried to go every month to visit New York and my friends when I first moved here. I really missed the city. I really, you know, I was, now I'm whatever. I don't, I mean, I miss it. I love it. And I miss all my friends. But I tried to go back once a month. So this is maybe the first or second time. And I really uh, let it rip, so to speak. <laughs> and I... But I also wanted to get home so bad. So we were out and I was supposed to stay the next night and I booked my flight to leave the next morning at 6 a.m. But the night went long. So I was got home to my apartment, my uh, sister's apartment now, but we still had the apartment there. And I got back to my apartment and had to frantically pack my bags. I didn't have much sleep or any. Go to the airport. I get there. I'm in a full anxiety attack. And... I was still on my clothes from the night before. Mom, don't kill me. So she's like, I know. So I had to go to the Sky Lounge and shower at JFK. Let me tell you something, guys. You don't ever want to be showering at JFK. You don't ever want to shower at JFK. I got home and- You look in the mirror and you go, who the fuck am I? I mean, I got home, got in bed. Foxy, you know, talked me off a ledge forever. Woke up the next day, sweat. I was back. But that was pretty bad, yeah. Hey, you guys, I am so excited to be partnering with Butcher and Bee on their new concept for a farm box. So as you know, we live in a town and we're in a time right now in our country, in our world, where we need to support each other locally. Uh, the people that are being hit the hardest, farmers, bakers, local coffee roasters. Um, I mean, you know, I got a shout out to my boutique fitness people as well that are locals. But what they're doing as a team They're doing a weekly provisions box. It is filled to the brim with local fruits, veggies, milks, cheeses, sauces, spices, and more. You can think of it like the ultimate CSA box. COVID has been a really, really hard time for restaurants, but it's also been a time for them to reflect on what matters the most. To Butcher and Bee, what matters is feeding people and sourcing ingredients from nearby farms and local businesses. There's actually two options as well. You can do a $100 option for just the fruit and the veggie bag, and the $200 crate includes rotating pantry items of Charleston favorites like red clay hot sauce, which is amazing. We keep a bottle at the studio and put it on literally everything. Uh, Bulls Bay sea salt, Springbok coffee, and so much more. 
Now, like I said, really is the time to support your local restaurants and your local farmers. If you're in Charleston, you can order a box by emailing catering at butcherandbee.com or head over to their Instagram at butcherandbee to learn more. With free delivery within the peninsula and ability to start and stop anytime, and that's what we love about it, right? There's no pressure, so maybe you get a box and like the week later you're going out of town, you can do this weekly. Plus, if you mention that you heard about this through our podcast, you get 10% off your first order. That's pretty awesome. So reach out to them, catering at butcherandbee.com and jump on that list. We've all, had, we've all had those moments, my friend. Um, let's talk about what the word, let's talk, there's two words that we use a lot. Okay. Let's talk about how the word relax. Relax. Everybody, uh, we, are, we are masters of relaxing. Now, <laughs> it really bothers my husband when we say relax. Really bothers him. He, it's because he doesn't know how to relax. If I come into the house and say relax, yeah. he says, you got to get out of my house with that word. He says, you can't stay relax. You can't say that in my house. <laughs> He doesn't like when we're happy. It's weird. So, okay, let's do, how did relax When did start? relax come about? I know relax and ma'am. That's uh, next. Okay, I know ma'am, but I can't remember relax. I was thinking about this the other day. You want me to remind you? Yes, just we a were, little reminder. We were in Polly's. We were in Polly's. <laughs> Keep going. We were in Polly's. We were laying in bed after dinner together, having a moment. Okay, it was just, I, I got it now. It was just us four there, me, yep. John Foxy, it was for my birthday, I think, last year. Yep. We had had tons of wine at dinner. We were super giggly. So we had to go in the other room and excuse ourselves so we could relax. Yep. And then we're laying in bed laughing. and Laughing hysterically. <laughs> and Sarah just said, relax. <laughs> and I said, ma'am. Or I didn't say ma'am. Now I would have said ma'am. I said, Sarah, did you just say relax? <laughs> <laughs> and then we couldn't. And not- we were just relaxing. Yeah. And it just. The I rest. Mean- I'm sure it really is fucking annoying. I'm sure it's annoying, but I'm sorry. And if you want to type relax in a text or on your Instagram, it's a capital A, please. It's a capital A. And if you are really relaxed, it's a... Relax. It is a lowercase R, lowercase E, lowercase L, capital A, capital X. That is a (laughs) relax. Now, ma'am. (laughs) Ma'am. This was when we were um, coming back from Tulum at the airport. No. You know nothing. I know nothing. I thought this was in our rule book. No, oh, ma'am, this, I knew you weren't gonna remember this. Oh. This was another time we were laying in bed. <laughs> okay, so that's like something y'all don't probably know about me. Ugh, is y'all. I love to lay in bed. Not like lay in bed like lazy, but like being on the couch for me is a little stressful because my house is a mess, my kids are a mess. I like to just lay in bed and relax. She's a bed sitter, and y'all know that I, <laughs> well, y'all, I'm sure you can tell from me that I, my bed is made for the day. It's unmade you when it's time the for bedroom. the day to. I am like, John, I'm like, John, John's like, you're like the crazy aunt. I'm like, yes. who wants to come hang out in the bedroom and drink wine? <laughs> Everyone's like, uh, we're on the porch. I'm like, let's go lay in my bed. <laughs> um, so we were, it was, we were laying in my bed. It was like a Clemson game was on outside, and like we were being super, <laughs> super silly. No. God, I'm the worst, y'all. It was funny. And you said you called me ma'am, and it was the first time. And then I kept calling you ma'am after that, and I probably knew you didn't remember calling me ma'am that night. But, like, the word ma'am has so many different connotations. Yes, there's different types so there's of like, ma'ams. Like, when I walk into the office, Carter's usually there already. And, like, I walk in, and she doesn't even turn around from her desk. She just says ma'am, and I say ma'am, and that's good morning. <laughs> then, like, if you are, like, being sassy, it is ma'am. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> then, like, like Della, my daughter, she is a little ma'am. She's um, a ma'am. She's a little ma'am. She's a ma'am. 
Um, like if you, I mean, we could just go I mean, on. we could go on for days, but y'all get it. And I mean, I kind of like how people have adopted ma'am at the studio. Yeah. People are ma'ams. Like people if people are, are like, like some people are really fucking high maintenance. They are, a they ma'am. are a ma'am. <laughs> um, okay. So <laughs> that's our language. So I have a terrible memory. Yep. That's okay. We'll work on it. Um, where is your, you've traveled a lot. You've lived in London. Mm-hmm. Where is your most favorite place you've traveled and why? My most favorite place I've traveled is Sevilla, and I lived there in Spain for a semester in college, and it's just this quaint, cute... It's kind of like the Charleston of Spain. It's just like this quaint, cute little town you can basically walk... Or city, but you can basically walk it all, and it is one of my most favorite places. But I also love London, and I went there recently and remembered why I love it so much. Yeah. my fam- We lived mm-hmm. there when I was in fifth grade. My dad or my parents decided that, more my dad, decided that we were going to move to London for a year and go to the American school there and travel for a year, which was a really awesome experience. Um, I know it was hard on, probably hard on my parents and hard on my mom because it's a lot of moving parts, as you can imagine, but it was really awesome. So that leads into another question. So you have like an amazing relationship with your mom. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about her or maybe what that looks like. So my parents are divorced. They got divorced when I was in high school, 10th, whenever I could, maybe 15 or 16. I can't remember. Whenever I was like, you know, super emo and could leave in my car. So I guess 16. And I have a really great relationship with my mom and my dad, both very Mm -hmm. different. They also have a really great relationship. Like you guys travel together. My parents were here last weekend for 4th of July, all of us at the beach. With Carter as a brother and sister too. Right. Um, when my parents got divorced, they, my mom never spoke bad about my dad. I don't, you know, they just were having issues and got divorced. That's all I know, all I've known. Um, but we were always still a family. So we always did everything together from the first year they got divorced. We had Christmas together. And I think that in the past few years, I've learned from, you know, obviously just growing up and being around a lot of mothers and seeing what all goes into that, that, it must have been impossible for my mom to hide all of her feelings, but she always has hit it. I mean, not hide her feelings, but, you know, hid her emotions or any negativity towards my dad. And same with him. They're both very positive about each other. And I really admire my mom for that. And we've gotten, we've definitely had our hard times. I was a terrible teenager and I, think I told my mom I hate her a million times. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, how could you ever do that to someone? I'm so scared my kids say that to me. It's, I mean, I, but you know, I'm, I guess as a mom, you just know, you probably did the same thing and you know, yeah. but it's still, <clears throat> I can't imagine. And, um, we've gotten past all that and we are super close. She's hilarious. Awesome. So kind. Um, she has, when my parents got divorced, I think she was kind of like, okay, well, I, you know, I want to do more and I want to do something and I want to learn. And as we're opening the cycle business, I'm seeing what she meant because I'm learning so much. So she opened, um, a shoe store in Augusta called shoes at Surrey and then later opened shoes on King here. And I have so much respect for her for doing that and taking that, you know, didn't she like put herself through business school or something? Yeah, she did. She took classes to learn everything. And I mean, she is not that she's smart. She just didn't know about all of Mm -hmm. that. And wanted to learn something new and wanted, you know, to have more purpose for her since all of her kids were 
away. So yes, that concludes my mom. We are, she's awesome. Hopefully you'll <laughs> she is a, get to meet adorable. her. Yeah, she's, she's adorable and she's funny and classy and very, very cool. Yeah. And my dad is wild. He is a wild He's man. He's a wild oh, man. I love him. He's so fun. He's always like, oh, you're just like me. You're just like me. And I'm like, Stop. Okay, I'm a mix, but he's great. He's so um, sweet. Though. He's so sweet. Big heart. Big heart, and super helpful with me through this cycle studio process. Yeah, so. really smart. Okay, so I have some rapid fire questions for you. Oh man, you ready? Yep. Surf or turf? Surf. Me or Foxy? <laughs> Gosh, Foxy would say recently he's like, "You're always at Sarah's, Foxy." <laughs> Van or Della? Oh, Della. Yeah, that's easy. Least favorite fashion trend? Mm, where do I start? <laughs> um, sorry, y'all. Let me think. I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, but my least favorite fashion trend right now are like the jersey baggy shorts that go to your knees. It's just not cute. Got it. Um, favorite body part on yourself? My boobs or my ass? Yeah, they're both great. Um, Grateful Dead or Fish? Grateful Dead. Uh, Greens or gummies? Gummies. Same. Red or white? Red. Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast. AM or PM? AM. Hot sauce or ranch? (laughs) Mix them, please. (laughs) Wendy's or Taco Bell? Taco Bell. Cook or takeout? Depends, cook. Shark Tank or the Kardashians? Ooh, tough one. Shark Tank. Oh, look who's growing up. (laughs) And like, this just reminded me of one other thing. Um, So Carter has a lot of rules. A lot of rules. She's going to be writing a book, but there are many rules. Like one of her rules is like you on airplanes, you do not wear workout clothes. You wear slacks. Okay. Um, (laughs) You, let's see. You do not. Yeah. You do not wear workout clothes. Go ahead and tell everyone the name of your book. Um, Don't name your kid Justin. (laughs) That's one of my rules. We love Sorry. you. We love all those Justin. We love out y'all. There. Yeah. If your name's Justin, but don't um, name again. My ex-husband's name is Justin. It's okay. Um, what else are some of your funny rules? I mean, they. Are I mean, just- actually, I think that I have a list of them right here, and I can just spit through some of them. Of course, she does. Hold on. The most because organized human being in the world is pulling tra- up her list. I mean, I really was going to write this book, but I've run out of time. I don't know where where the list is. There's a lot of rules. I mean, a lot of rules about being like a lot of rules that I feel like I picked up from my mom. Like, here we go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Don't name your kid Justin. A book of rules and things that everyone's thinking but doesn't want to (laughs) say. Don't get a French pedicure. Do not bring your dog on an airplane. Do not say it's an emotional support dog because it's not fair. And there's people allergic on the airplanes. If it really is an emotional support dog, that's okay. No sweatpants on airplanes. No pajamas in public. The people that wore pajamas in college, I was just like, I didn't understand it. (laughs) Thank you note etiquette. Never go to someone's house empty-handed, unless me at yours every day. (laughs) Um, People that don't send wedding gifts. Being asked how... (laughs) Being asked how your Christmas or a trip was. You know when you get back from something and everyone's like, how was it? How was it? And you feel you have to say it. You don't have to say it. Um, and people who pretend they don't know you, but they do Mm. do not say P use the restroom, TT, anything but P really TT over P. I always say I have to go P. Oh, I gotta go P. I know everyone says it. All right. 
And don't ask questions you already have the answer to, please. And never fucking talk to Carter about the weather because she does not want to <laughs> oh, hear yeah. about it. Do not. I, I hate people that talk about the weather. You can't control it. Don't let it control your mood. It's just the weather. Yeah. So there we are, guys. That's there it. We are. That's like, that is really uh, Carter in a nutshell. Um, I hope I didn't offend anyone. I'm sure you did, but it's okay. Okay. This is called Are You For Real? And that's yeah. the thing. We're going to say the wrong things and this is who we are and we're silly and we enjoy each other and we hope I'm you enjoyed it. it. We hope you enjoyed it. And we if, hope you'll spend with us and, and come to the studio. And if you didn't enjoy it, don't unsubscribe. Just send it to a friend who will enjoy it. Right? And if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. Please. And give it us helps a, us. Give us a rating. We're do, we, all, we are doing the best we can for you and for us. We know that. But a lot of the, the work that we do, it's energy output. A lot of Charleston locals, if you're not a Charleston person, mm-hmm. it's, we're in, like, in some sort of a service industry. So don't forget to support all your people during that. Oh, that was one, my last question. Okay. What did you learn during COVID? I learned a lot during COVID, but I learned definitely into that, the importance of supporting local. You know, we all say it all the time, but I yep. had this conversation with my mom and dad the other day. It was like, why are we going to buy, why are we ordering everything on Amazon when we could go buy it in our, well, I guess the Amazon here, our tax dollars go back. But if you know you can get uh, your favorite brand jeans at a store locally, take the time and go buy them. And I bet if you reached out to them, I bet they'll deliver them to you right now. So Mm -hmm. really supporting local and how important that is and what it really means for our community because watching it uh, basically crumble right now is pretty depressing and hard. But I also learned that and you know, we're always all learning this, but you really control your mood by your thoughts and the power of positivity as, you know, cheesy as it sounds, but guess what? Everyone's in it together. So let's try to be positive about it. And then you're going to feel better about it. I I mean, I was really negative about it for a while and now I'm feeling much better because it is what it is and you can't change it. Mm -hmm. And taking the time, my schedule normally is like, I'm going here this weekend, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And taking the time just to slow down and be with you know, your super close friends has been something that I want to take back into real life if we go back into it ever. And, you know, spending time with people you really care about. You don't have to get drinks with every friend to stay in no. contact. It's really not, not a everyone big deal. gets to pick your brain. No. No. So, yeah. So true. Love the ones. And be careful you're you're, what you're looking at, too, just to conclude oh, that. Like, oh, I know definitely. for me, like, it's not that it's not, of course, I want to know what's really going on in the world, but sometimes Instagram isn't the best measure of what's really going on in the world, right? Like listen to the news. That's a little sketchy too sometimes. Yeah. That was um, bringing me down. Yeah. I mean, definitely we want to be present to what's real. Like I don't want to turn it off and like, you know, oh, live in la la Trust land. us. We're not turning it off. We have to deal with it every day when we're like looking at expenses and, yeah. you know, but if something's toxic that you're following on social media, unfollow it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I agree. Well, thanks for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'll see you in bed later. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.